This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, April 2nd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Trump administration floats Nigeria trade pact. Ag groups tell Dowd to focus on new trade opportunities. And U.S. dairy gets local help to boost China sales. The Trump administration is floating a Nigerian trade pact. Ag sector leaders were invited earlier this month to USDA headquarters for an unpublicized meeting on Nigeria's potential as a possible partner in a new free trade agreement, that according to sources to AgriPulse. USDA, USTR, and commerce officials all made presentations and asked for feedback on the possibility of a trade pact with Nigeria, but attendees said they were left feeling that Nigeria just wasn't ready. Rampant corruption was named as a major reason why a deal wasn't likely, but attendees also said they were certain that the African country represents a growing middle class with increased appetites for meat and other ag commodities. Nigeria's urban population and protein consumption is on the rise, but it's extremely hard to say just how big the market is, according to Joe Glauber, who gave a presentation to the gathering of government officials and ag leaders. A very large portion of Nigeria's ag and food imports go unreported to avoid steep import tariffs, according to Glauber. He's a senior research fellow with the International Food Policy Research Institute and a former USDA chief economist. Glauber told AgriPulse in Africa that's a big deal. A lot of what they import doesn't go through formal channels, so there's a lot of missing data. Take poultry as an example. Nigeria doesn't permit imports, but the product still flows into the country through neighbors like Benin. Still, U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer has stressed several times publicly that he would like to improve U.S. trade relations with African countries. The United States is committed to Africa, Lighthizer said in a speech last August when he attended a meeting of African Growth and Opportunity Act countries in Togo. He said, we see great potential to grow and deepen our trade relationship with the goal of establishing a true partnership for the future by lowering barriers and tackling other constraints that impede trade and investment. We are poised to see U.S. African trade flourish. Ag groups tell Dowd to focus on new trade opportunities. U.S. Ag and Food Group leaders on Friday sat down with Greg Dowd, the newly installed chief agriculture negotiator for the U.S. Trade Representative. It a long list of priorities for the Trump administration. It was a perfunctory meeting, according to sources who were involved with the meetings, and priorities range from protecting the North American Free Trade Agreement, the U.S.-South Korea Free Trade Agreement, or CORUS, rejoining the Trans-Pacific Partnership and starting negotiations for new bilateral trade pacts with countries like Vietnam or India. The message to Dowd was trade is important to food and agriculture in the U.S., one source said. We need trade agreements. We need the Asia-Pacific areas. We need new markets. The ag sector rejoiced early last week when the USTR announced that the U.S. and South Korea reached a deal that would save Chorus six-year-old free trade pact that has been very lucrative for U.S. agricultural exports. Trump initially called the deal a big win for his administration, but by Thursday, he had thrown some uncertainty on the situation. Speaking at a crowd in Richfield, Ohio, Trump seemed to say that he would not sign off on the deal because it could be somehow used as a bargaining chip with North Korea, and I may hold up on it until after a deal is made with North Korea. He said, of course, 
because it's a very strong card, and I want to make sure that everyone is treated fairly, and we're moving along very nicely with North Korea. We'll see what happens. U.S. dairy gets local help to boost China sales. U.S. dairy exports to China are on the rise again, and the U.S. Dairy Export Council is getting some help from the nationally prominent Jianan University to boost recent gains even further. The U.S. Dairy Group has signed a MOU with the school to help integrate U.S. dairy products like whey and skim milk powder into Chinese diets by creating formulations for China-friendly products. The Jianan Partnership is a concrete, game-changing agreement that will lead to fruitful new opportunities that mutually benefit both China and the United States. That the word of USDEC CEO and former USDA Secretary Tom Vilsack. China's a top priority market for U.S. dairy industry, and we are very excited to be working with one of the best food science schools in the nation. U.S. exported about $577 million worth of dairy and dairy products to China in 2017. That's down from $706 million in 2013, but it's also a 33% increase from $386 million in 2016. This MOU is further evidence of the U.S. industry's desire to elevate its presence and demonstrate its commitment to meet the needs and desires of Chinese customers and consumers with sustainably produced U.S. dairy products, said Vilsack. Forest Service has a blast helping military. USDA's Forest Service is much more than preventing and putting out fires. Scientists at the agency's Forest Projects Laboratory have been researching the strength of buildings made from cross-laminated timber, or CLT. Recently, they put their work to the test by trying to set them on fire and blow them up. They essentially failed at trying to destroy the incredibly sturdy two-story structures, and that's good news for the military, which will use the designs to better protect troops. The objective of these studies was to demonstrate the capability of CLT structures to resist air blast loads, thereby allowing the military to incorporate mass timber materials like CLT into their construction projects, that according to new USDA blog post. The structures survived blasts with charges large enough to potentially cause lethal injuries. Now, there's a link to watch the wooden structure survive an assault at Tyndall Air Force Base in Panama City on the text copy of today's Daybreak newsletter. Chinese importers show new interest in U.S. seafood. In years past, Chinese seafood buyers at Boston Seafood Expo North America were mainly concerned with purchasing high-quality product they could sell in Japan or South Korea. But this year, different. That according to a new report from the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. U.S. Agricultural Trade Office officials who accompanied five major Chinese buyers to the Boston show earlier this month said some of the importers showed great interest in American salmon, cod, pollock, halibut, lobsters, and oysters to sell domestically now that the rise in income in northeast China has risen to make imported U.S. seafood affordable. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, April 2nd. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Dowling.